On this episode of every Aussie number one song ever, we feature our first female artist. We chat to a university professor and talk copper pots and taps. Here we go. 10987654321111 G'day, g'day. Welcome to a new episode of every Aussie number one song ever. I'll be your host, Teddy, and joining in the fun, we have the regulars, Jimmy Keefe. Keefe. Teddy, how are we? Good. Thanks. Hope you're well. And Matty Doc. Hey, Teddy. How's things? Yeah, good. Good to have you on, blokes. Now, good to be here. Straight into it today. Exciting times we are, as we have two firsts. One is that we're heading into the 80s, which uh, is exciting. And also, it's our first female artist. Now, oh, good stuff. On the second first, uh, the female artist. But we had our um, first female guest last episode. My sister came on, which was great. But uh, with the first female artist, we thought we'd do something special. And I'd like to introduce the special guest for today. It's university professor and female expert, Dr. Roger Manley. Roger, how are you? Well, hello, fellas. Hello, fellas. It's uh, Roger Manley. And uh, I know that everything there is to know about the ladies qualified professional all right that's enough of that crap. hey, hey okay. who do you think you are <laughs> hang, yeah hang get on. out of here get on. Wait, but now um, <laughs> <laughs> okay so moving on from that stranaffles Hi, my name is Amanda I will be taking over every Aussie number one hit uh, for this segment uh, so on the 26th of July, 1986, the number one tune in Australia was Touch Me, I Want Your Body Now no, no, by Samantha Fox. Fun fact alert, I was 23 days old and living my best milk life in Perth, Western Australia, when this was number one in Australia, just like a little fun fact. And I'm imagine. I know it's really fun. Uh, I'm imagining uh, that my mum was bopping around in a really cool yellow leotard with some black polka dots in her living room, in like you know probably with her maternity knickers on because she had a baby 23 days ago. By so that's what I'm imagining. Today we have with me Casey and Billy, the better halves of our regular listeners or regular podcasters, I beg your pardon. Thank you for being honest. I know. Thank you so much. It's not hard to be honest when the truth is really quite close. It's <laughs> all of our hearts. Um, and Billy, can you like, take us off and let us know what your thoughts are on our number one song for today? I'm looking at the date that this was made and my mum would have been, you said 86, right? My mum would have been 16 years old and I think it explains a lot. It does. (laughs) No, mum is very fun. But um, but your mum would have been like in the lounge room as well, like dancing, bopping away to like this song. And all I can think about is my nana's face looking at it while she's (laughs) listening to this song. (laughs) Quite <laughs> <I> concerned. <laughs> Poor little Nana. <laughs> would she like? Would she be the kind of person to say, "You damn kids and your damn music, rock and roll is right in your eyes"? She probably would have kicked him out. 
<laughs> Tell them to get outside and play like real kids. No, I actually don't think my mum was living at home at this stage. I believe she was living in St Kilda. Ooh. So in a share house with a bunch of random people, I think. Then definitely she would have been rocking out to the touch me. I can just imagine that one. St Kilda's known for its amazing eclectic music taste. So that would be fantastic. Casey... I was not yet born this time, so this song predates me. Um, but, yeah, I'm imagining all the 80s vibes and, and goodness, a bit of big hair, a bit of bright colours, a bit of leotards, aerobics-style dance moves, good times. Okay, um, let's hear about Samantha Fox. Our foxy lady was born in London, England, 1966, into a family of market traders. Market traders, for those not in the know, is a fancy pants term for people that play the stock markets or as such high-end gamblers. Young Sammy was super interested into music and theatre and with the support of her parents signed to a record label at the tender age of 15. She released it. I know it was super young. That's very young. Too young, too young. But do not worry. The story also gets a little bit more seedy. (laughs) (laughs) She released a couple of singles to Little Fanfare because 15-year-olds have very little to say. Um, Her mother was worried that her daughter would fade away into the annals of music history. So she sent in photos of little young 15-year-old Sammy in lingerie to an amateur modelling contest. Oh, my God. I know. Young Sammy came second, second in the contest, but that did not stop her modelling ambitions um, and was able to get onto the Sun newspaper's page three. Let's take a little break. Who else is getting Chris Jenner vibes from Carol? That is... (laughs) (laughs) I read this and I was like, damn, like Carol was clearly the like framework for the original momager, Chris Jenner. (laughs) Does page three still exist? Is that still a thing that happens or did that page, finish? Page three ended in 2014. Uh, oh. One of the fun facts that I knew of. I actually uh, don't know what page three is. They were big bosom ladies with no bra on. Oh, and, wow. no, and no T-shirt, just to be clarifying. Cool. Yeah. So news with a side of nudes. Exactly. Let's <laughs> all remember that young Sammy was 16 at this time. Um, and just kind of <laughs> oh, just a bit awkward there. Um, anyway, moving on from that creepy moment. The 16- so she's 16 and she's in page three. Mm-hmm. I've just looked it up. Is that what? Yeah, 16, bare breasted oh, and all. Wow, wow. That would not be allowed now. You'd hope not. Mm. Um, anyway, so 16 year old Sammy Fox's pictures were lapped up by the avid readers of the Sun newspaper. The keen-eyed readers likely noticing her musical prowess through her lacy underwear. Sammy summing up her appeal by saying, having such ample bosoms and such tiny, tiny hips was so unusual. And the photographer remarked, you have the face of a child, but the body of a woman. Oh, I that's... assume he sounded like it just... Sucked. Yeah, I think he definitely did sound like that. He definitely did. Um, she was signed for a four-year modelling contract by which her face also looked like a woman and she was promptly kicked out of the modelling career. But do not worry, young Sammy parlayed the fame 
that she garnered from being a model into transitioning to a music career. To also give you a bit of an idea of how famous our young Sammy Fox was, she was uh, thought to be one of the most photographed British people of that decade, of the 80s. Alongside, wow. I know, alongside the People's Princess Di and Maggie, the own Lady Thatcher. So she was that famous. And she That's like, massive. It's huge. Like, that is, like, massively huge. So I'm very proud of her. She's only, like, 20 by this stage. And she is, like, parlaying, like, you know, creepy old men photographers into a bunny music career, which is still on to today. Um, and she released, and so she released the single "Touch Me, I Want Your Body" to that kind of fame. And instead of it being like a little fanfare, it was a massive hit, which is how we got to this podcast today, because it became number one in Australia on the twenty sixth of July, nineteen eighty six. Ah, oh, so she was so the the modelling and the page three came first. Oh, yeah. So she she yeah. had that big following before the single. Before the single, so yeah. she used that kind of fame to launch herself into a music career. Yeah. I'm looking at a bunch of photos of her now. There's She's some so pretty. Hot. Yeah, she is. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm so impressed that she's like, photographed more than Diana. I know. Like That's insane. I, exactly. And we don't even know, like, obviously, like, we know who Diana, like, Princess Di is and Maggie Thatcher, but, like, like some, Sammy Fox really didn't, like, last the kind of like for that height of fame she didn't really last in pop culture references like mm, I didn't know yeah. who she was yeah yeah I think um I think I'd heard this song before oh have you I think um yeah it was like just seemed familiar to me when I listened to it but not enough that I would know lyrics or anything so it's got the those amazing kind of 80s kind of power tunes. Like, yeah, just want to have fun or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Vibe to it. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So some more fun facts about Touch Me. Despite it being like sung and performed by our gorgeous heroine, Sammy Fox, it was written by three dudes, um, which I, when we read out the lyrics, and I've got some lyrics here to, like, you know, to help along. So I'm going to read out these lyrics and then Casey, I would like you to imagine that you are the BFF of Sammy Fox. She is 21 years old now and you're her BFF. Okay, so I'm going to read out these lyrics and please tell me your thoughts and what you would say to young Sammy if you heard her talk like this. Quick as a flash, you disappeared into the night. Did I hurt you, boy? Didn't I treat you right? You made me feel so good, made me, made me feel myself. Now I'm alone and you're with someone else. Casey, as Sammy Fox's BFF, what are your thoughts? What were you going to tell her? Yeah, I'd be a little bit concerned um, at her hang up here on someone that's just disappeared quick as a flash. Mm-hmm. And I'd probably be reminding her of all the other things she's got going on in her life and that maybe we need to uh, to move on from old mister disappear in the night and that that he's a boy like she's 21 I think she can aim a bit higher than that now yeah I think so too I definitely think so I think that's some really good solid advice from you um Billy obviously please take the same position of BFF to Sammy Fox as I read out the next next set of lyrics written by these three men next up 
Okay, hot and cold emotions confusing my brain. I could not decide between pleasure and pain. Like a tramp in the night, I was begging for you to treat my body like you wanted to. Well, it depends who she's talking about because (laughs) if she's talking about the guy who disappeared in the night, well, definitely don't go back there. But if she's moving on, well, you never know. Go and experiment. You might meet someone you like. (laughs) I think she is talking about the same guy, unfortunately. Well, in that case, I would tell her not to be afraid to be alone because it's empowering and it's probably one of the best things and it's important to learn to be alone because your you your happiness only depends on you and nobody else i think that's some really beautiful lyrics and i think that like perhaps after the podcast we can really workshop some of these lyrics and then just you know make it a 2020 version of touch me i want your body are we going to keep the orgasm part in there or is oh it- <laughs> definitely <laughs> let's change to treat my body like you want to to treat my body like i want you to yeah Yeah. i like that i like that yeah like exactly hot and cold emotions like we can put a little katie perry spice in there like you know because you're hot and you're cold oh yes i like that yeah that sounds great and what about like now i'm alone and you're with somebody else i wish you the best because i deserve better than you nothing less that didn't really rhyme sorry (laughs) oh i deserve nothing less (laughs) yeah i deserve nothing less and like one night stands can be cool like and they can just be like a lovely transient relationship between two consenting adults they don't need to be anything more than that that's true Mm. that is very true exactly like my husband and I, Matt, or like Doc, as he's known on this podcast, was meant to be a one-night stand that turned into a marriage, and <laughs> we're all just like we're all living with that fact now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's great. <laughs> yeah. I think that. Um, I think that. Uh, yeah, I reckon each of their own. I think. Um, some people love one night stands and it really works for them and other people it doesn't and you just got to do what works for you and what makes you happy yeah. in your in your gut so exactly um yeah the other thing that we were going to talk about tonight was the fact that it was written by three men and obviously it was written about like you know about a woman opposed like supposedly singing from her perspective but obviously from the male gaze um and how many songs are actually written about them from the male gaze that like are written for women uh, and I think it's a really interesting point like that like a lot of our songs that we hear our female artists singing are actually written by men and how much that's influencing our lovely young next generation and one of the biggest artists I think of is Britney Spears oops baby I did it again another teenage success story for a while um is there any art yeah, so like, oops, I did it again. A lot of her, actually her songs are all written by men. See, that's so. It, I to me, I feel like that's wrong because it's it's so all the songs are based around uh, like girls missing guys, and that's fine. But I don't feel like a guy should be writing for that. I feel like it should be written by yeah. a woman if a woman's going to sing it. Exactly. Mm. And- and it makes me wonder, it's not just the songs they're singing are written by men, like you wonder 
if it's also the clothing that they're choosing or not choosing, <laughs> um, like how many, <laughs> yeah. how many aspects of their life are being managed and micromanaged by men. It's true though. Like, you know, a lot of what we're projected and it was very much apparent in the eighties, but it's still going on today. in the you know, the 2020s that like the ideal of a woman, like is very much chosen by what men think is attractive and I think back to my own personal experience and when I put on clothes and I dress up, often Matt is like, oh, do you need to put on another layer of sparkles? And I'm like, clearly, yes. Like there is no such thing as too many colors in my jacket. Um, and these gorgeous shoes that have like glitter on them will definitely make me happy. They do not make me, like him happy. And I think we need to see a bit more of women dressing for women and women writing songs and you know, their love stories for other women written from their own perspectives. Yeah, well, I think I definitely came a long way. Like in my own experiences, I suppose, growing up is that I had lots of female role models that were really confident about their bodies and had like, you know, massive boobs and big hips and whatever else. And it was like they had like they had them out. They didn't like it was like, yeah, this is my body. I'm happy with it. And it's not that they like they just they wore what they wanted to wear and they were treated as equal as like like equally and I think that um I think it's really important that um females growing up should have role models where like I feel like I'm lucky because I'm quite confident now um so I've and I feel like I've had some friends but like that haven't been quite confident and I've helped them come around to be like no be confident stand in your own power and be happy with your body for how it is like there's nothing wrong with your body like you know you've got bigger hips like then some females and you have a skinnier waist than other females and um like so just I think you just have to be it's interesting because what am I trying to say I guess I'm trying to say is that it's important for females to have female role models and that that should be reflected into our music as well Mm. it's something that I think about too with like having you know two children we have a family playlist of music that we listen to in the car and at home and trying to make sure that there is diversity in that and not just for my daughter to hear and see females represented in a you know a range of ways but also I think it's equally important for my son and for boys and and men to see that diversity and then you know being able to not expect women to fit into one specific um character or or box yeah exactly because well it's um equality that we're like aiming for nothing else really so it's definitely true because like just listening to songs such as like touch me i want your body is not like because it is written from the like it's written by men and it's very much from a male like objectifying gaze that like you don't actually get to hear hey like you know the lyrics like you quick as a flash you disappeared into the night you don't get to hear the woman go hey i was really hurt you had sex with me and you didn't even think to call me the next day you asshole I'm not cool with that. <laughs> I thought we had a consenting yeah. relationship here. Hmm. Like, and then the fact that she takes on the next lyric is, did I hurt you, boy? Like she's taking on the ownership that he didn't call her back or didn't call it the next morning. And she's got shame upon that. She's taking on a bit of guilt when clearly he is hmm. just a, a douchebag. Um, didn't I treat you right? You made me feel so good. Made me feel myself. Like, did he really make her feel that good though? Like... yeah it's interesting it doesn't really it doesn't really um give her what her worth is like especially if she was such a 
like so photographed and so well known. Mm. It's not, it's not this, this song isn't really to me displaying her worth um, and mm. yeah. And how much influence she could have had. It's really, it's a little bit, I suppose it's a real, little bit backwards for 21st yeah. century really, yeah, isn't exactly. it? And it's not really a cool, like it, it would have been awesome if her song was a real call to arms about like body empowerment or, or whatever um, rather than, yeah, just real mm. moment and, and it's it's not something that's you can picture people, women joining in and feeling mm. like. It's not like yeah. not the, yeah, another exactly. 80s classic hit, Love is a Battlefield. Um, <laughs> that was definitely a call to arms. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, that's yeah definitely like another one that I I think of when I think of like female empowerment and like you know that they all like you know they're kind of being taken over by this like horrible pimp dude but then they stand up together and they go like love is a battlefield I don't know the rest of the words but I can the music video (laughs) (laughs) that's good (laughs) um so talking about like is there any other 80s songs that this kind of song reminds you of or like that you think of when you're thinking of these 80s classics Uh, looking at the big blonde hair in the film clip it did give me a bit of a Cindy Lauper or yeah I was about to say that Yeah. yeah a bit of that vibe and even like not necessarily 80s but um the the big big bust and blonde hair even that like kind of Dolly Parton you know here I am yeah yeah that's it <laughs> Dolly Parton Dolly yeah. Parton is a is a is a idol of mine actually and I'm so glad that you've mentioned her and I would like to put in if Dolly Parton ever did make it to number one in Australia I would also like to be hosting that podcast because I love Dolly Parton she is the epitome of female empowerment wrote all of her songs wrote I like my love will go on what's that song um I will always love this the bodyguard yeah yes. bodyguard oh such a great song she's um, and isn't she she's so beautiful she is she's just such a kind person and you look at you know she was also in an era where men were like in control of a lot of things and took advantage and and then she just goes on to forgive and and just give so much kindness back to the world. Yeah, well, I suppose that's not really, I wouldn't, um, it's all just about education. Mm-hmm. Like people are just brought up in a certain way and they're educated in a certain way and that's just, like, that's just the way it is. And sometimes um, just because, like, one, like, male might have been brought up in a different way and doesn't actually understand until they actually mm-hmm. get that education to understand, then how can you be angry with them? Because that's just the way they've been brought up. And they don't understand and they haven't had the education. But it's not until they've had the education that you can really then be like, oh, hang on a minute. Like, Mm -hmm. you've had this education, you understand this now. So why are you still doing this? Um, So, yeah, so I I like that she doesn't hold resentment because it doesn't help anything anyway. No, really. Even with, like, thinking about Sammy Fox, like her mother, you don't know what the motives were there. Like, if if she's wanting the best for her (laughs) daughter and thinks... Somehow that sending these photos off and, and giving her this career is, you know, in, in their best interest. So uh, like, I can ask know. that question, Casey. Do not worry. Oh, Google yes. provides. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so here, let me refer to my notes. Um, Carol actually was a budding uh, or aspirational model uh, before her daughter was born. 
back when she was in her 20s. Oh. Uh, but unfortunately, growing up in a bit of a in poverty, uh, she wasn't able to afford the clothes for the photographer to set up a portfolio. Um, so she wasn't able to pursue the career of modeling. And then um, Sammy Fox's dad was a, I don't know how to describe, a class A douchebag um, who stole his daughter's money, embezzled it, and then forgot to pay the tax man for three years because he was like managing his daughter's funds very poorly. But do not worry, Sammy Fox forgave him later back in the 90s. Uh, and her dad was like, cool, let's be friends again. And Sammy's like, yeah, okay, dad, you're a bit of a douchebag in the 80s, but it's a new decade. I'm thinking it's a new you. But her dad, just like Amy Winehouse's dad, was not forgiving and was selling her stories to the Sun newspaper full circle. <laughs> oh, no. no. That's, that's a devastating story, it really. really. Is. But, like, Jeez. Does it sound a bit Meghan Markle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know yeah, Meghan yeah, Markle vibes, yeah. Amy Winehouse vibes, <laughs> Britney Spears vibes, like the fact that Britney Spears can't seem to like manage her own income, her dad's in charge of that, like hashtag free Britney. <laughs> yes. She might like being. I know, exactly. <laughs> she might. Actually, if you ever have time, please go on to Britney Spears' Instagram, which is for some really random Random things. I love Britney Spears' Instagram. That got me through the initial lockdown. It's so strange. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I actually, I don't have Instagram or Facebook. I deleted it a while ago and now I cannot access it because I forgot my password to that and and I've forgotten my password to my email to be able to (laughs) renew my password. I'm just locked out completely. You're a terrible millennial. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I really am. I'm the worst millennial yet. (laughs) You've got to start afresh. It's like a whole new world. Mm. (laughs) On Instagram, don't worry about Facebook. I I deleted it. I deleted it in like March. I just haven't had it since. I've got Facebook Messenger, but I can't log into Facebook on my phone, even though I've got Facebook Messenger. And then I don't have I don't have Snapchat. I don't have Instagram. Or the only thing I have is um, YouTube now. YouTube and Pinterest. Pinterest is for my job though, so kind of need that. <laughs> um, did you also I know that like because I don't want to leave Sammy Fox in like kind of a devastating area. So I kind of like to finish her story. In the year 1999, she came out as gay. As uh, I know, Yay. she met the love of her life. Myra Stratton, who was also her manager and did a far better job than her dad. Uh, And Samantha, with the love of a good woman, and I quote, never took no shit from any man and that made me feel stronger. I've never let anyone take advantage of me and I've never been pushed into anything I didn't want to do. Uh, Oh, that's that's amazing. She attributes that strength to Myra love of the life oh that is a happy ending that is such a nice happy ending i love that like i actually was like oh she almost married peter foster uh he was sorry yeah he was a peter foster he was a douchebag um so do you remember the slimming tea that was like around the internet like last year everyone's in slimming tea that was yes i don't remember that i'm telling you i'm the worst millennial (laughs) One of the Kardashians was promoting a I slimming think tea. All of the Kardashians point. were promoting slimming tea at one stage. 
don't know it. Okay, so the swimming tea was just a liquid laxative, and that was it. Oh, oh, you guys have to keep me updated with things. Um, just send them through. I'll not be sending any of these things through to you guys. Keep me in the 21st century. Uh, did I say I was the youngest or the oldest? You were the youngest at heart. <laughs> Um, so Peter Flogg tricked her, our young Sam into promoting his Chinese slimming tea, uh, which would be later proven just to be ordinary Chinese tea. So, <laughs> is that better or worse than this Kardashian slimming tea? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I love a good cup of tea. I'm not sure if I'd be upset if like somebody like you know sold me some nice tea. I'm surprised the Kardashians are advertising that because they're all about their curves. What's going on here? Oh, or at least the original you've ones You've been offline were. for too long, honey. Yeah. I have. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go back on. Gary place. Right, I'm just going to stick to my rock climbing walls and um, <laughs> and design work. And that's, you that's do that. Actually, you remember Kardashian is on Netflix at the moment. I thought, oh, I'll watch the first episode just to, I don't know, for nostalgia's sake. Um and I watched the first episode and then I went on Instagram and I looked at the faces of all the characters on the first episode of Keeping Up With Kardashian and I put it right next to the TV and I was looking at this, like the differences. And honestly, you cannot even tell who they are. They're like little aliens really? that have changed so much. Wow. It's a fun lockdown activity if you want to participate. <laughs> well, um. Well, I've I've seen the inside of what's the young model name? Kardashian the model. Kendall. One. Kendall. I've seen the inside of her house on YouTube. That came up as a suggestion. Ooh. It's very nice. If you want to see the inside of her house, it's amazing. She has a copper bath. It's quite incredible. Ooh. She probably saved money yes. by not having a kitchen. She has a kitchen. It's, <laughs> she has such a cool kitchen. Actually, she has a giant island bench with copper pots hanging over the top of it, like almost like a um, like a farmhouse type. Oh yeah, I can picture that. Yeah, and then it has like a, you know the pot taps where they like sit above the the oven and they pull out and then you can turn them on and fill up your mm-hmm. pot. Yeah, she has one of those, which is awesome. Not that I do. James does all the cooking, so but it would be <laughs> handy. <laughs> I've never heard of those or seen those, but that is such a great concept. How cool is it? Yeah, it's like a copper one that she's got just sitting up there, and it just like she just pulls it out and you can fill it up and then you have your normal so oh, cool. if you need to do your poached egg on a sunday <laughs> that's me my poached egg but, um, but yeah so if you want to fill up your pot or whatever you can fill it up without having to like fill it up underneath the sink and then walk it all the way over it's a great it's yeah a great idea lots of like she's yeah. basically saving water there'd be no spillage yeah. exactly we're a little bit off topic here but anyway <laughs> Going into interiors, let's um... Sam's career uh, in entertainment continues to this day, ladies. Uh, she still tours, obviously pre-COVID, um, and has appeared on t- such television shows as I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, one of my favourite reality TV shows, Celebrity Big Brother, and Wife Swap, in which she participated with her wife. <laughs> like she's just a wife. That's cool. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. That's cool. Um, and at the height of her career, she performed to over 1 million people during the year. So she was like super wow. duper famous. Wow. Exactly. 
That's incredible. It's very incredible. It's like it's an incredible effort from an incredible woman. So what would be your verdict out of 10, Billy? So touch me. I want to. Oh, I've been dreading this. I don't like giving things grades. You can give a letter grade if that's preferable or stars. Like, uh, how- I just think that I think that creativity is all opinion, all about opinions. So someone might think this is a 10 and I might just be, not think it's a 10. And not- <laughs> there is no right or wrong answer here. Obviously, the audience of every number one of the number one hit will tell you. Well, given the fact that it was wrote, written by three men for for a woman to sing, I think I'm going to give it a three. Three? I think that's, I yeah, think that's three penises for touch me. That's it. In case very small, small three micro penises. Three micro penises. Like out of ten for Sammy Fox, how many like penises would you give Sammy Fox out of ten? Like as a like you know separate from the song. Separate from a 10. She's a legend. I agree. Like 100% agree. Um, Casey, what are your thoughts? How many penises or stars or letter grades? (laughs) It is up to you. Although I feel like you should be the one that's leading each up. (laughs) Yeah, I have no issue with um, handing out grades. So (laughs) I'm happy. I'm I'm a big lyric person. So that is like... When I listen to music, that's what I what really speaks to me. I do love female vocals, so generally, you know, she's that's gonna um, get to me. But the the lyrics, like so much of it, was just a bit of noise, like the oh, oh like not even sound. And when yeah, that that's a better, <laughs> that's a better version. Um, and then when it came to the actual, you know, words, it was really not much there. So. Yeah, look, I'll give it a one and a half. One and a half? Yeah. Oh, the one and a half for like for a bit of a dancey beat. Mm. Um, but, yeah, didn't in. That don't interest me much. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> and what about the singer herself? Like uh, what are your thoughts on our lovely artist of the day? Yeah, I have huge admiration for it, especially hearing that happy ending. Like that's so um, so beautiful. Yeah, and amazing strength to to live through an era where everyone is, you know, essentially taking advantage of you or using their using you as a person and a ch- from childhood to for you know to benefit them, not you. No one's really concerned about your well being and welfare. Um, to push through that and have a have a career and turn it around and um, be in a position to, I guess, identify someone that is being loving and you know, be brave enough to trust that. And I think that's amazing. So yeah, big. Big 10 for her. Oh, great. I'm going to actually have to round out those 10s for our lovely Sammy Fox like, and just give 10 out of 10 because, you know, she was very much a product of her time in which like that she wasn't likely able to write her own song lyrics when she first started her music career. Um, I forgot to mention she actually became a songwriter um, and I'm really worried that if I muck around with the internet, it will drop out. So I'm not going to look it up. But our lovely audience, your homework this week would be to obviously look up Sammy Fox's other uh, songs that she wrote uh i'd yeah definitely a 10 out of 10 and clearly a, a great talent uh that overcomes lots of odds but yeah the song for me oh just 
it was so from such a single perspective, like, and that treated like a woman as like an object. And that if you hurt her, then she's just going to take that ownership of the guilt and assume that whatever you do to her is her fault, um, which I, do, I think is actually really horrible messaging. Uh, and it should be called out. Um, and I'm glad that we've had this platform to call out such disturbing lyrics. Um, but again, like great, like catchy song though. Like oh, I didn't want to, <laughs> it was stuck in my head a little bit more than I was happy to admit. I will say it made me giggle, like <laughs> just at how ridiculous the lyrics were. I was like, this is a bit of a stitch up. What's, what's going on All here? All the gyrating on stage. You want, you want to tell <laughs> What was your number for the song, Amanda? Oh, I'm going to, I like the three micro dicks. Three micro yeah. Three <laughs> micro dicks <laughs> for the three songwriters. Um, perhaps one day they can learn to, I don't know, share the mic as well. Um, <laughs> Like they can learn what equality oh, is. Exactly. Do you think like any of these, like any of those men, um, like thought to go and ask like a female, like, oh hey, like I got this idea for a song, like what are your thoughts? Because I imagine no. I think that there would have been a whole panel of people choosing this, to be honest. And back then, most most business people were mm. men. Um, so yeah, I would say that it was probably a panel of men choosing it be lucky to probably have one female in the room and if she was in the room then it probably would have been her, like her say wouldn't have been worth much unfortunately mm-hmm. but that's that's what I would say because it's yeah songwriting comes with a whole like a whole like you have to have a whole bunch of people to make the song happen I guess but you have to have the producer I suppose is one of the main person you have the songwriter the producer and then James probably knows a lot more about this than me because he's actually Written some songs, songs, but I actually, <laughs> but yeah, it just takes, yeah, I think it, it, um, although those three men, um, so weird that three per- people wrote the song, so the three men wrote the song. Um, I don't know whether they are the producer as well, and then they're also the musicians and they've played the music as, and then, um, our little foxes came in and, um, stung. I don't know, but um, yeah, it's in yeah, it's interesting. Mm. And the the females, like if there were you know women involved in this era, in involved in decision making, um, it would be such shaky ground, like to actually stand up and say what you think, um, and criticize the you know it's very likely that they're cisgendered white males um is probably yeah. going to result in you not being invited back into the room again so the women's voice is not necessarily going to be reflecting her true experience thoughts and talent yeah yeah exactly a hundred yeah 100 percent agree with that i think that i can't imagine what it would have been like back then i work in the commercial world now and it's good and it's and i'm lucky that i have a female boss in a construction industry as well which is amazing, but um, there's like there's still things that need to change, and there's still there's still a long way to go with certain things that aren't acceptable within the workplace that people that people need to learn. But not only males, females too. There's some there's some older generations of um, females that just just don't quite understand or um, are kind of stuck in their ways. So um, yeah, I think that I think that shit. This 
I think that's Samantha Fox is awesome. Like with her career and everything that she's gone through to then become this kind of powerhouse woman. It's awesome. Agreed. So, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it just keeps progressing. I can't imagine what it would be like back then. God. Well, as the only person that was alive when Sammy's Fox is like, yeah, I was 23 days old. So I have a unique perspective. <laughs> uh, from my perspective, there was a lot of tips involved. Uh, 23 days. <laughs> <laughs> <That's a lot>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I really hope my mum doesn't listen. Or if yeah, she does, I can't I can't decide if I want that. <laughs> okay, so the top five on the 28th of July, 1986, we had Touch Me in brackets, I Want Your Body by the brilliant Samantha Fox. Second, Edge of Heaven, Wham. Third, Stimulation, Wah Wah Knee. It's the band. Yeah. Number four. Here we go. Papa Don't Preach, Madonna. Oh, that was an excellent song. Oh, yeah. That was a woman that yes. just took no shit. Like, right from the start, she was just like, nah, I've got the gays behind me and they can damn vote probably. Yeah. So, wow. She's she's incredible. Mm. She's been around exactly. so long. Um, and, yes. And the fifth was Invisible Touch by Genesis. Ooh. Um, what an interesting year! Yeah, that's and that cool. that invisible touch one that was at number five. Um, Peter Gabriel was a member of that, and then at number ten, at the same time, um, Peter Gabriel had a solo, um, and a song in as a solo artist with Sledgehammer. Sweet, that's cool. Yes. I just imagine my mum and being the party animal that she is, just like. 16 dancing around going out she probably had a fake id going out to clubs <laughs> you might not even have needed one then probably not probably not at all she looked she always looked older like i look i look young I, you look younger look younger i think yeah but mum is like the opposite she always looked older when she was younger so yeah she probably didn't just living the dream the big hair uh, and another one on the chart watch, Touch Me stopped two songs at number two from getting to the top. So Stimulation by Wawa Nee and Edge of Heaven by Wham. Yeah, next, yeah, next, please. Next, please. Okay, and coming up now we have our random number generator that will tell us the future, the future Aussie number one hit for whatever date is randomly picked from this random number generator. Commit it away. Press the Google buttons. <laughs> Here we go. What is it? Oh, wow. There you Thursday, go. Thursday, July 23, 2020. Oh, this is going to be a song. I'm going to guess. Oh, I... it's not Savage Garden. <laughs> it's a bit relaxed. Exactly. I was going to say it was knocked off number one by Taylor Swift, T Swizzles, before it reclaimed number one status for two more weeks. Oh, yeah, it comes back. Yeah. Let's play the damn song. 
And now it's time to play the song. And unfortunately, only one of us brought a CD player, a relic from times past, Dr. Roger Manley. Well, well, well. Look who come calling back to the ladies expert from Birmingham, Roger Manley, back here to save the day. Now, the thing about a CD player is you've got to make sure you have a clean disc, compact drive, you see, and the CD player itself has to be plugged into the wall. Now, these old school CD players have a double deck tape player. Player. So I could explain this a bit further. You could explain it a little bit further, but unfortunately today we'll have to sign off from every Aussie number one hit from our lovely foxy ladies, the foxies. Thank you so much for all tuning in this week and we hope to have you back next week. Some, sometimes you won't, uh, you're still here wow well done you made it to the end thanks for listening if you want to link up via the socials search for every aussie number one song ever on facebook and instagram or chuck us an email at every oz no one at gmail.com that's every aus no and the number one at gmail.com we would love to hear any anecdotes or facts and figures about the songs and artists cheers <laughs>